The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. The Chronicle reporting that Texas and Oklahoma have inquired about joining the SEC. I'm not surprised to hear this is happening. And Bernardo says as bad as Texas is, if they make the move, do they become the top brand in the SEC? I mean, they're amongst the top brands nationally already. Being in the SEC, it probably they might go back to being the number one brand nationally. It's a possibility. So, yeah, they, they would they would be. You know what? I'm actually happy for Milwaukee fan. I tend to root for teams that haven't won anything in a long time. Uh, well, I mean, Phoenix was that team. Yeah, I know. I would have been okay with either one. I'd have been happy for Phoenix fan. Yeah, I'd have been happy for them, but I'm happy for Bucks fan. And, of course, now it's about will Bucks win multiple titles. If I could make a bet against that, I probably would. Against them winning multiple titles? Yeah. The supporting cast around Giannis is not what you typically need to win an NBA title, which makes it even more impressive to me. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780. ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. can also hit us up on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it if he likes it. I don't know if he likes any because he hasn't read any in a while. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. We have uh, riled the people up today, apparently. I will only hear Sleep Now in the Fire uh, at 6 o'clock seven more times. Wow. That was, uh, yeah, I'm down to seven now. I'll miss that. Uh, that that gets me pumped up because a because I, as you guys know I love Rage Against the Machine, uh, but b because I know there's only one hour left in the program and it, 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 if I'm dragging ass, there ain't nothing like a little yeah that, that gives you up. that gives you a boost every time that's right baby yeah it just yeah baby I mean not that not that uh, I, there's been much dragging lately because no. you know the, the shows have just been kind of tee it up and go. Although, uh, it, this has been a sportsy show. It has been, and that's okay. It was a sportsy day, but, but like the, the Texas OU news was yeah, damn sportsy. And, you know, this, this Astro thing, I just want to throw one more thing out there. Um, the argument that people should be making is Bagwell versus Altuve. I think that's a more apt argument. I, I really do. I, I, I think Biggio is a clear third best Astro of all time. And... The other thing that I, I hope people appreciate is someone who has been watching the Astros since they were the... I, I was actually at the first Ast- game in the Astrodome in a stroller with my parents. That's how long I've been watching this. I think you make a case right now that you're seeing the best shortstop in Astros history, the best second baseman in Astros history, and I think potentially the best third baseman in Astros yeah. history with, with Bregman. So... Enjoy it, man. <laughs> and possibly the best DH in Astros history. Uh, well, that's actually pretty easy. <laughs> uh, because, you know, they, they haven't been in the American League that long. That's and, right. And the competition's, what, Evan Gaddis? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, potentially that's the case. But over over the history of the team, I think that's a you can you can make that case because I you, know, you want to put together an all time team. Give me your third baseman. I mean, it's Caminiti or, or, or Bregman. Yeah, I, but and Caminiti really wasn't here long enough. No, nope. I, I think it's one of those two. And I, 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 I I'll, I'll still hear a case for Caminiti. But other than that, I think. I, but Bregman's not close to being done. And again, postseason counts. Yeah, skins on the wall. All right, let, let's let Ryan weigh in on this. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, fellas. Sports. Sports. I miss you, AJ. I'm uh, happy about your opportunity, man. Uh, Thank you, bud. I was growing up, I'm 33. Biggio was my favorite Astro growing up, but, uh, you know, I didn't really, you know, watch a lot. I watched a lot, but Biggio is my favorite. But with the deadline approaching and uh, with Click not saying much, uh, what are your guys' actual opinion on what would be the greatest help for the Strohs moving on this season? And that was my question. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's it sounds basic, but... I still think it's true that they, a bullpen arm is the be, it be the biggest help to them. Um, I, I don't know that Kimbrel would be nice. I've heard that the the Cubs are going to get the haul for Kimbrel that they got for Araldis Chapman. The Astros don't have that haul, so right. that that you can let's just say you take him off the table uh, and. Maybe that's not fair, but I, I don't know how they do it unless they give up guys who are currently on the major league roster, and I don't think the Astros want to do that. I don't. I don't think they want to involve Luis Garcia in a trade that gets them Craig Kimbrell. If they got a Max Scherzer, they might. Yes, that's a different story, though. Although, I mean, hell, Max Scherzer. Do you want to do that and then have Max Scherzer leave via free agency next year? I kind of feel like if you're going to go for it, you go for it. Okay, but. I also, from from what I understand, Boris wants whoever for him to give up his uh, his no trade. He wants them to renegotiate his deal so that he's beyond this year. Maybe so, but uh, I mean, I don't, I've I've heard that like, Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer is they've talked about Max Scherzer being traded and then having him resign with the Nationals in the offseason. Yeah, that could that would happen. be a kick in the balls if you give up Luis Garcia and and some uh, I don't know who else you might give. Let's say you give up two guys who are. Pr- Current MLBers, Chaz, and now they they're like uh you you give him you get him for a couple months and then he leaves goes back and now those they've got those guys and Scherzer that yeah. sucks. But if I win a World Series with him, if you win a World Series, it doesn't matter. That's that, and I think I think you have a much better chance. Yeah, that's the Randy Johnson thing. Like it, it's easy to say in hindsight that it, oh it didn't work, so it was a bad trade. Right. If I mean I, I'm for if you've got a chance to go for it, you go for it. I I, I do believe that. Yeah, I, I, but I don't know that he would cost you. I, I don't know what he would cost. I'm, I'm sure you've got some prospects there that you could. You know, Are you sure? Uh, they, I mean, you never know what a team likes, right? I mean, yeah. the Astros like Jordan Alvarez. That's true, and got him for a warm bucket of spit. Good call. So you know, it just it just depends. I mean, the the Nationals may be in love with somebody in your system that they're looking at, saying, "Oh, wait, do we get this guy?" Uh, I, I think Kimbrell's way too much, uh, but but Scherzer might be doable. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Somebody said the only third baseman I think about is Morgan Innsberg, but that was like one season where he had one season. I'm pretty sure it was the same year Richard Hidalgo was hitting 48 home runs. Yeah, 
I don't think there's much. I, I think third base, it's 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 Caminiti or it's or it's Bregman. Um, but Caminiti, like you said, his best years were in San Diego. Bregman was better as an Astro. Before that, it was probably Phil Garner or uh, Doug Rader. Yeah, that's way back. Yeah, yeah. Doug Rader was like in '72. He did win two Gold Gloves. Well, there you no, go. No, three Gold Gloves. Doug Rader did. Doug Rader did. Well, as an he's Astro, got to be the best then. Um, boy, it's it is interesting if you just look MLB team history, Houston Astros awards. Uh, basically from 2015 on, it's it, it, there's five a year. And before that, you go through years. Well, during the Bagwell Biggio era, there were a lot of silver sluggers. But before that, 19, one guy a year from 1970 through 1984 with a bunch of years where nobody won anything. And the only thing that anybody won from 70 to 76 was NL Gold Gloves. Yeah. And then Dickie Thon and Jose Cruz won Silver Sluggers in 83. Some was talking to somebody earlier, Dickie Thon, if he hadn't got his face smashed, might have turned out to be one of those guys. Jose Cruz, Silver Slugger in 84. And then 86, they had Mike Scott, NLCS MVP, Glenn Davis, Silver Slugger, Mike Scott, Cy Young, and Hal Lanier, Manager of the Year. There you go. And then uh, then you got into the Bagwell Biggio era, and they were winning a lot of a lot of stuff back then. I didn't realize they had an NL Relief Man Award. 1999, Billy Wagner. Uh, but then, of course, Dark Ages 2, where <laughs> 2009 and 2010, Michael Bourne, NL Gold Glove. Oh. <laughs> there was a time when Michael Bourne was their best player. It felt yeah. like there was the best player. That's sad. And uh, Altuve won Silver Slugger in 2000, uh, uh, 2014 for his first award. That was the year... Keiko won the uh, won a gold glove, and from then on, it's been a bunch of stuff every year, except for last year because everybody hated him. Yeah. So, um, somebody asked, don't you blow it up next year anyway? You're not really blowing it up. I think, and I'd be curious because I'm sure Creighton can get into this on his show. When you look at next year, let's just assume you're not bringing back Correa. Which I, I hope I hope they figure something out with him. I kind of hope he goes into an over fifty slump and you get him cheaper. Yeah, but it's not. You're gonna have to pay him two fifty, and I don't know if they're gonna do that. But even if you lose Correa, you still have Kyle Tucker and Alvarez and Altuve and Bregman and Brantley's under contract next year, I believe. Uh, so you've still got you're still gonna go six guys deep at the top of your order. So you're still going to be good. There's no reason to blow that up. And, you know, you're, you're pitching. If, if One of the things I, I was bitching about for years was, boy, where's the young pitchers that have developed? Well, guess what? It looks like Garcia is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, Fromber looks like he could be the real deal. You, you still got McCullers. Um, you've, you've actually got the makings of a decent rotation now for the future that's going to be under team control. So you're not going to suck. Now, are you going to be as good? I don't, I don't think so. But I think you're going to be a competitive team. So why would you blow that up? 713-780-ESPN is the number. All right, guys. Let me tell you guys about TGS Insurance. If you are looking to save some money, 
TGS, they can do it. And it's so simple. It's so fast. And I'm talking about real money. The average customer is saving $900 a year by switching to TGS. I I hate to brag. I saved over $1,000 a year by making the switch personally. Uh, If you don't know what you're paying for your homeowner's insurance, find out. Because TGS is going to give you A-rated insurance. They only work with A-rated insurance companies. So you're going to get good coverage. And if you can get it for less, why wouldn't you? Why would you just throw $900 out the window? What, who does that make sense to? Uh, check it out. Send the text. Text the word money to 232323. They'll ask for your address. You reply back with that. And with 15 seconds, you'll get a full and firm insurance quote right there in your inbox. One more time. Text the word money to 232323. See what you could be saving today with TGS Insurance. Thumbing through a hundred thousand, I spent that times two on you. Caught myself cutting you loose, then I pop back up like pickable. Here I go, flyer than most. Louis V. Coke, gas station. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. What are the odds Wednesday? All right, I need to uh, squeeze in a quick gem of the day from Zadok Jewelers. The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gem of the day. All right, we go to AJ's new home of Nevada, where this is what you have to look forward to. This is specifically for you. If I were you, I would not go to a dentist's office. In Nevada? Yeah. A woman in Nevada broke into a dentist's office multiple times. First to steal tens of thousands of dollars and also to extract 13 teeth from an unwitting patient. Laurel Ike, who worked at the dental practice but is not a dentist, allegedly admitted that she used anesthetic her employer had tossed to sedate the person and then yanked the teeth. No one knows what she did with the teeth. Uh, In a separate incident in early May, she allegedly took almost 23,000 in both cash and checks from the practice. She was arrested Wednesday and charged with performing surgery without a license, burglary, gland larceny, and violation of probation. So she went out and yanked teeth out while she was on probation. Hey, man, fuck that. Yeah. So just make sure that when you do go to a dentist, that it's actually a dentist. Answers out our jeweler's gym of the day. The gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. Jeweler gem of the day. Uh, Aaron was saying, see what Jeff Ketchum's got to say. And and he, I mean, he, he's got sources up high there at Texas. He says, high up the food chain source at Texas just told me that there is mutual interest between Texas OU and the SEC. The source felt like this getting out today was creating roadblocks. That's probably true. I mean, it was reported by a guy who I think covers A&M or used to. Yeah. Yeah, he just no, he, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Brent Brent Zwerneman. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 Aggie again. There's no question that Aggie doesn't want this to happen, and that's why it leaked. Yeah, Aggie got word of it. Aggie leaked it. That's that's one of the things when, whenever you see where a story comes from, that's a question you always ask. But yeah, it, it, it's it was going to create roadblocks whenever it came out. Yep. At no point was this story when it started break unless it was already done. 
but it wasn't going to be done without Aggie knowing about it. So, yeah, it was going to get leaked. It's pretty funny to me. I don't know. I don't know why Aggie is so against it, but. Oh, yes, you do. Well, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Of course, you know why. Yeah. But yeah, the same one saying, hey, we want to play Texas every year. Well, here's your chance. Yeah. 713-780-ESPN. Let me give something away here. Uh, how about you want a four-pack of tickets to see Rock and Roll Over this Saturday, July 24th at Lagoon Fest, Texas. Check out this Kiss tribute band recognized as one of the best in the world by Kiss themselves. You and three friends also win an afternoon pass to the Lagoon. So come early and take a dip before the concert. Lagoon Fest, Texas is the largest lagoon in Texas located in Texas City at 625 Caller 2. Didn't they used to have a, a, a Kiss uh, tribute band made up of little people called Mini Kiss? Yep. Hmm. Somebody asked, what are the odds these Astros make the Hall of Fame? I, I think Altuve will be in. I think Verlander for sure is in. Uh, the rest, a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys like Correa Bregman way too early in their career to to judge. Yeah. And I, I don't think I think Springer's gotten too old, but and on I mean Springer as good as he is he he hasn't been putting up Hall of Fame numbers. No, and Pacey's asked, does Grinky make it? That's a good question. Grinky's a possible. Yeah, yeah. Because that that guy has the question had, would be who he goes in as. Uh, that dude's been on like fifteen I, different teams. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't think he'd go in as an Astro. I wouldn't assume so. Probably a Royal. Yeah, that would be my guess. Unless he wins wins the World Series this year, maybe. But well, I mean, I still think Verlander would go in as a Tiger. I think so too, mm-hmm. and I think he should. Yeah. And so they won't hold the trash can against him. I don't know these these dumb, uh, dumbass possible. baseball writers. These these old farts, they probably will. Oh, they're cheaters. They're confirmed cheaters. They can't get in. Yeah, but th- those are the those are the Hall of Fame caliber players. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Oh, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN's your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. So um, yeah, we'll have to see how this uh, how this plays out. I I don't I don't know if Aggie and Missouri, you're going to have enough support to keep them out. We, we shall see. Um, I had something to share with you. The Bet Online guys sent me the exact 2022 Super Bowl matchups that you can. I saw that. You saw those? Um, the favorite, of course, is Tampa and Kansas City, 14 to 1. I'm assuming that there's no way in hell we have a rematch. You know what's funny is I the first thing I did was scroll to the very bottom. Oh, yeah. But, and I knew who the least likely matchup was. If the odds aren't long enough. I wanted to see what the number was, and it, I was like, no. It's not big enough. I ain't putting a dollar on that bad boy. No. The longest one, Detroit Lions and Houston Texans. <laughs> and it's only 5,000 to one. 5,000. Come on. It should be 500,000. Hey, man. If you, have the, that. if you have the balls to put a you know 100 bucks on that, you deserve to get paid. So, in case you're, you're curious, the, as far as the, the Texans go, because they have team by team, right? Yeah. So here's a couple that I I, I kind of like. Oh, the Texans playing this team no, in the no, Super no, Bowl? No. Oh, okay. um, I kind of like Tampa Bay versus Buffalo at 30. Okay. And I like Rams versus Buffalo at 60. Okay. And you got a little value there. I think Buffalo's got a chance to be the team. 
The Texans is it's just hilarious. We the Lions is the longest shot at five thousand to one. The second longest shot, the Eagles and Panthers and Falcons are all three thousand two hundred and fifty uh, to one against the Texans. Against the Texans, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is Texans matchups. Uh, the Giants are three thousand to one. The Bears are twenty five hundred to one. The Vikings are two thousand two hundred fifty to one. The football team two thousand to one. Here's the big rematch from uh, that you'd want to see: Arizona Cardinals, Houston Texans, seventeen hundred to one. Yeah. Uh, Saints versus Texans is fifteen hundred to one. Cowboys versus Texans fifteen hundred to one. Well, remember we thought there was a chance we might see that all Dallas or all Texas yeah, Super Bowl no. uh, fifteen hundred to one. Seahawks twelve hundred to one. Packers nine hundred to one. Forty Niners eight hundred to one. Rams eight hundred to one, and the heavy favorite, Buccaneers Texans four hundred to one. All right, can I just tell you, any one of those is an absolute waste of money. Yeah, absolutely. I think waste. that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. So, um, kind of depends on who you think comes out of the. Uh, well, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, you're still getting some pretty good odds on stuff. Yeah, like I mean, twenty eight to one on Rams Chiefs. Uh, Seahawks Chiefs forty five to one. I mean, here's one for you. I, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even completely rule this out. Football team versus Chiefs eighty to one. I wouldn't rule that out. So there's the you know there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, that said, love to see Aggie versus Texas, but Aggie would drop down to Mississippi State status if they join the SEC. No, they're not. Listen. Yeah, and I, I don't know if this is A&M fans worried about this, that suddenly, oh, we're not going to be able to recruit with them. You got a pretty big head start. And you got Jimbo Fisher, who better coach than what Texas has right now. I think you'll be fine. I think you'll survive. Yeah. And don't, what are you scared of? Shouldn't you be like, hey, Shouldn't you throw your thing out there? Yeah, we ain't afraid of you. We ain't yeah. afraid of nobody. Pull your thing Yuck. out there and say, hey, this is my thing. My thing's been here for nine years. That's right. We're bring, established. Bring your thing. Bring it, bitch. And, and we'll just, we'll, we'll compare. I would welcome the competition. I'd be like, okay, we're going to make a bunch more money. And wouldn't it be fun to finish ahead of them every year in the conference? And we make the playoffs as the nine seed, and they don't. That would be fun for me. I were them, but apparently I don't think that way. Uh, I, I I love this idea. The more I think about it, because I see the potential. And, and we talked about this a lot earlier in the show, but for those of you who missed it, somebody asked, would they take UH in the Big 12 if, you, if OU and UT left? I, I think one of two things happens. And the second party asked, would the Big 12 dissolve? I think there's a chance of that, that the Big 12 would actually dissolve. And, you know, the, those teams would be left to try to get in the AAC. I think, West, I think we mentioned West Virginia is a possibility that, you know, the ACC may want them. Then they'd have to take a second team. Other than that, the other guys, just not a lot of interest. I, somebody might be interested in Kansas for basketball. But, you know, I, I, I think that's – I think if you got Kansas in the, AA, in the uh, American with basketball – that would be pretty good. But I but I think the most likely scenario that would make the most sense to me 
if you're the Big 12, those eight schools say, hey, Houston, Memphis, Cincinnati, UCF, we'll take you. Because those schools would have value to the remaining group, and that group would have value to those schools because that would get those schools into where they're at least playing better competition than they are where, I mean, we're, because, I mean, they're, Tulsa, SMU, that's the next group. So, yeah, I think that's one of the two things that would happen. All right. Uh, what do I have here? Cars for kids, yeah. And you know what? If one of those schools moves and it messes up their car because they were moving, and it's gonna, they're just going to leave it in the front yard and it's not going to go anywhere, and that's just a terrible idea when you can donate it to carsforkids.org. And oh, you can call them now or set right now, 713-225-4226. If you've got a vehicle, it doesn't have to be running. They take all kinds of vehicles, cars, motorcycles, trucks. Uh, and maybe you were going to fix it up. Maybe you were going to sell it. And maybe it's just been sitting there and you're like, man, i got to get rid of this thing. Well, how about this? If you go to carsforkids.org, it's going to benefit the Houston Can Academies. So you're helping local kids get uh, their diplomas or second chance at them. And if you mention ESPN Houston, you're going to get a $50 Visa gift card as a thank you for your donation. The pickup is free. It's a tax write-off, so you can write that thing off and and get some money off your taxes that way. And here's the best part. If you don't have the title, they'll do the work for you, including search and transfer. So go to carsforkids.org today and donate your vehicle. 713-225-4226. Right off the car, not the kid. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Patrick Creighton up next at 7. And then the Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad at 9. So I had a couple of more quick college football things for you. And then, boy, it's been a really sportsy show today. It has been. Um... So a website did a it's uh, Instagram account excuse excuse me called Student Section posted their list of the worst quarterback at each SEC West school since 2010. So some of the names on there: Blake Barnett, Alabama; KJ Costello at Mississippi State. The best one: one guy made it for two teams: Nick Starkle, Texas A and M. Nick Starkle, Arkansas, to his credit, he tweeted it out and said, they did me so dirty, guess it's another award. Do I at least get a helmet sticker for this accomplishment? But when you look at it, you can make a pretty good case that over the, well, yeah. Congratulations, Nick Starkle. And uh, one other thing I wanted to get to is that there is a guy that Texans fans might want to keep an eye on next year when you you need a quarterback who uh, the scouts are already buzzing about. And it's not Spencer Rattler. It's uh, it's not the names we've talked about. See if you can guess it. 
A, a guy that we should talk about as what? As a, a Heisman? No, not a Heisman guy, but a guy whose draft stock is going to go through the roof, who could pull a Jose Burrow. A quarterback? Yeah. I feel like we've talked about, I mean. Yeah, we've talked about every possibility, not this guy. Oh, well. I, at least I don't think we have. I mean, we, we've talked about uh, Rattler. We've talked about Sam Howell. We've talked about uh, Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis. We've talked about uh, Malik Willis from Liberty. Even Brock Purdy. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the kid's name from Nevada? Carson uh, Carson Strong. Yeah. I don't know. Who, uh, Carson Strong we've talked about. Dylan Gabriel we've talked about. We've talked about JT Daniels. We've talked about Desmond yeah. Ritter. Yep. Um, and... Yeah, so basically... Jaden Daniels from Arizona State, who's like a, a freak athlete. I don't know who... I don't know who. Who, who's, who are we missing? Well, I missed it too. Don't don't feel bad. All right. Uh, Phil Jerkovic, Boston College. Boston College. Yeah. Mm. Now, it, you remember, he's the guy who uh, Brian Kelly said is the greatest quarterback prospect he's ever signed. Yeah. Now, Brian Kelly has a long history of giving us fellas like... Um, Deshaun Kaiser, so he might be right. Ian Book, yeah, <laughs> uh, but he's six five, and a lot of scouts comparing him to Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to be a junior this year, right? Yeah, you're going to leave early. You better. He better get a lot better. A lot. Well, better. yeah, that's the thing. And uh, how often do guys transfer and become? Really good pro quarterbacks. I mean, Flacco was a transfer guy. Most of the time when guys move from one place to another. Now, uh, right, well, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. and Well, guess he was a, he was a multiple-year guy. So, all right. That one counts. I don't think I'm going to count Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, uh, what about uh, well, it, well, Kyler okay. Murray? Okay, he's a good example because I was about to say guys who sucked the first place yeah. or weren't good enough to start there and then up their stock enough. Okay, so Kyler Murray. Because Baker was, was pretty good before he left. Yeah. Um, that was just... And, and he also got better. But, I mean, that counts. Mm. I think I'm running out. Yeah, it's just not many. Usually when guys yeah. transfer out of a place, it's for a reason. I mean, Kyle Allen left. A&M went to U of H. I don't even think he played it down at U of H. No, he, he actually did. He played against Rice and completed like 31 of 33 passes. But, Got him a career. But then they couple, uh, couple then, seasons. then he struggled and they had that Derek King guy. Isn't Garrett Gilbert still in the league? Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about guys who actually became something. Okay. I, I, think, I think Kyler and Baker are pretty much it. Joe yeah. Burrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, Joe okay. Burrow. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a short list. Uh, for somebody, sure. somebody mentions Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson was already really good. And he was a grad. Transfer. Yeah, he was a grad. He was like, I yeah. mean, he went because he just wanted to play an extra year and up his draft. And stock. I'm not talking about guys who like like Cam Newton who flamed out because of a, a yeah. crime and then went to JUCO. Yeah, that doesn't count. No, I'm talking about guys who couldn't play at the place they were and wound up going somewhere else because. And not, so he would, there's just not that many of them. <laughs> Tom Savage. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, what about Ryan Mallett? Uh, I, I started we, at Michigan. I went, thought we said guys who became something. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, that's fair. Yeah, because Tom Savage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but Ryan Mallett was a guy who he he didn't look like he was very good at uh, at Michigan, and a lot of it. I mean. Now, a lot of the reason he left was because Rich Rodriguez came, and they, they, right. Rich, Rod- Rich Rodriguez's offense was not a good fit for a big, dopey, slow white guy at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. you got to go way back in into hallowed antiquity, though. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman. I same same reason, though, yeah. because he was at OU, and they were a Coaching running offense. Yep. And, and, uh, and Switzer actually helped him transfer so that he could, uh, he could get into a passing offense. Yeah, it is pretty rare either way. No matter how you slice it, it's pretty rare. Yeah. But I'm not saying that's going to be the case for this guy. But it probably will. Yeah. Be. Well, Justin Fields hasn't done anything yet, guys. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's wait. Let's, let's pump the brakes on that. Yeah. Just, Ryan Mallett's had more of an NFL career than Justin Fields. <laughs> Boy, that you're making Bears fan really happy there. <laughs> just true Uh, well you know what i mean this has been one of the more sportsy shows in recent memory it has been that's okay i'm all right with it sometimes you gotta have those yeah i got a bunch of i got a bunch of texans stuff that falls on the negative side of the ledger that we'll say for tomorrow i'm kind of uh i i'm gonna i'm gonna watch malik willis pretty closely this year I, I got to get a better. I mean, I, I saw a lot of Liberty games last year. I, I'm going to, I guess I was just wasn't as much watching him personally. Yeah. But he's got a lot of like the, the new age NFL, like where if you were to say who's got the best arm coming into this draft, like the next year's draft, it's probably him. And if you said who's the best runner, it's probably him. That's the kind of stuff the NFL salivates over. Like, oh, they're like, oh, accuracy, pocket presence. We'll figure that out along the way. You've got the biggest arm and you're the fastest guy. Let's go, baby. That guy is going to be an interesting prospect. Sounds like Josh Allen to me. He kind of does. And, and well, he's uh, he's not, he doesn't have Josh Allen's size, right. the physicality. Where he's going to run over you. Yeah. Like, it, but he's, he's not small, though. He's not small. He's, he's a really interesting prospect, man. That's, uh, he's like, uh, He's not small like uh, Kyler Murray. He's like six foot, six one, something like that. Okay. But he's not like Josh Allen. He's not a, a tank. But he's a he's a normal sized human at least. Mm. And they like if you can go find the the uh, you can go find the throw. I forget if it was against Louisiana Monroe or Louisiana Lafayette, one of those Louisiana schools. But I mean, he threw a ball seventy plus yards in the air. Like you can see the YouTube film of it, and it's like that's pretty crazy. I mean, it is just a he's he's got a blowtorch on that arm, so he's going to be a guy they look at. All right, I got one non-sports thing for you just before we get to break because I, I can't I can't go a whole show with sports. We just can't do it. Okay, and I know we have death coming up, but you know that doesn't count. Did, did you do I, a gym of the day? Yeah, I did. It wasn't sports. No, it was about uh, your Nevada chair. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the gym of the day. It's its own oh, standalone yeah. thing. Okay, all right, all right. So, I, 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 people are so dumb 
Yes. These days. Agreed. It drives me crazy. Yeah. So there's a new TikTok challenge that is, remember when we had the the Tide Pod challenge, which we shouldn't call a challenge. It's just you're a dumbass if you eat Tide Pods. This is the same thing. Uh, The trend started last month when something called the Heather Dunn, anybody named Heather, posted a TikTok video showing how she whitens her teeth with a small piece of a magic eraser. Magic erasers are cleaning sponges that contain chemicals that are harmful if used on skin or ingested, according to doctors and the product's packaging. It's a Mr. Clean magic eraser. Not wise, guys. And she says, yes, I'm prepared for all the dentists that are going to come on here and be like, don't do it. She's crazy. I don't care. I go to the dentist. I don't tell them what I do. But they're like, you have the healthiest, strongest, cleanest teeth. And I'm like, why? Thank you. Step number one, I don't use any fluoride at all. When the dentist says, use your fluoride, don't rinse. Um, No, I don't do that. Number two, I do something called oil pulling. I use coconut oil. And number three, and here's where we, this is a magic eraser. Yes, that's what I said. I take a tiny little piece of it and wet it. Don't touch your gums. I've been doing it for like two years. Well, there you go. 255,800 likes, more than 5,000 comments. Many people have decided to try it. Others have been critical. Um, anyway, there you go. Don't use Mr. Clean on your teeth. <laughs> well, she's she doesn't mind it. Like she endorses. She it. She's like, like yeah. liking it. <laughs> exactly. All right, I got to tell you guys about Underdog <laughs> Fantasy. It, listen, obviously, we, I've talked a lot about Underdog with the best ball. And if you are into uh, fantasy football but don't have a way to really – like you, you're not great at keeping up with setting your roster every week and hitting the waiver wires, best ball is the way to go. What I really love about Underdog Fantasy, though, is these little games you can play where – like the parlay games where if you, if you get five – you know, you get five uh, this or that's right, you're talking about 20 to 1 on your payout. That's pretty awesome. And it's a, a great way to enjoy a game that you might not otherwise be paying attention to. Uh, I had I made a little money on underdog fantasy last night with the basketball game. So uh, it's just a, a fun new way to do fantasy and uh, daily fantasy, or if that's what you want to call it, and have fun with it. Uh, sign up now with promo code radio. You'll get a free $25, which is enough to enter the biggest best ball tournament of all time. Uh, and terms and conditions apply, of course. Check them out on the App Store or at underdogfantasy.com. That's Underdog Fantasy. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Last segment of the penultimate Wednesday. Penultimate. <laughs> we should, the, the rest of these should just be parties, man. I mean, I know next week's going to be, but... We're, we're, we're not well, even Friday's going to be. Uh, and we know Friday, so we might as well just start tomorrow. Partying, partying, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna, I brought whiskey yesterday. You know, I will bring something tomorrow. Okay. How's that? The chronic? Uh, no, I'm not going to bring that. 
Uh, you know, right. I've been well, I've sucks. been promising that we would. Uh, I think I've got two Falcon Nines left. Okay, I think I'll bring a Falcon Nine for bring us. it, baby. And uh, let's do it. Yeah, we'll knock that out. All right, let's wrap it up the way we do every Wednesday with famous deaths. And uh, let's see. No, no, I guess no. Martin Landau dead at eighty nine in two thousand and seventeen. Most noted is Petrovsky and Rounders. Yeah. Uh, Tammy Faye Baker, 2007, 65 years old. You know what she died from? Not having a food bucket. Yeah. She, if she would have had a food bucket, she would have survived. Uh, or if she'd bought silver, she wouldn't have died from the Rona. <laughs> of course, that was 2007. Uh, I don't know that guy. Tech Schramm, 2003. See, nobody knows who he is anymore. No. Uh, Only old people know about Tex. Uh, Passed over Bismarcky. Who? Come on, Aaron. It's it was a recent death. It happened within the last week. Oh, I know. Twenty twenty one on it. But he doesn't know yeah. Bismarcky. But no. he usually when his, he doesn't his real name he is Marcel you. Hall. Uh, dead at fifty seven this week. Yeah, I usually check to see if it's this week. So, all right. Um, Mary Todd Lincoln, eighteen eighty two, the wife of uh, Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. Dead at sixty three. Uh, 1999, John F. Kennedy Jr. Plane crash, right? Yeah, 38 years old. Pancho Villa, 1923. Um, I just know the name. I think he was a revolutionary general. Okay, none of these are very good. Oh, here's one. Here's a good one for you. 1937, Guglielmo Marconi. Oh, that's my greatest regret about getting out of radio. I never wanted. I'd never want a Marconi. Yeah, sixty-three years old. I think if I'd stuck, I'll always be able to say if I'd stuck around a little longer, I probably yeah. would have got one. I, I want to win a Guglielmo. They don't make that award. Oh. It's, they're just called the Marconi Awards. Hmm. Uh, all right, let's uh, skip. Let's just get to the best deaths. Most of these are just, except for Tom Thumb, famous small person, dead of a stroke at forty-four in eighteen eighty-three. I don't think you can even call him Tom Thumb anymore. No, even that's his name. All right, 1521, at the age of 61, Juan Panza de Leon, Spanish explorer who searched for the fountain of youth. Unfortunately, was the first European to discover Florida. Ugh. 1961, Ty Cobb, dead of cancer at 74. Noted a-hole, Ty Cobb. Yeah. And racist. 2009, Walter Cronkite. Dies at the age of 92. That's a good run, man. That's a hell of a run. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Good run for a, a gangster. 1954, George Machine Gun Kelly made it to 59. You're a gangster whose nickname is Machine Gun? Well. A, a mobster. Th- there's also a rapper named Machine Gun Kelly who's still alive. So he's I, I doing know, pretty good, too. But if, if you're out there killing people for a living, 59's a good run. Uh, he's a lyrical murderer. Okay, well, there you go. No. He's murdering, uh, what's her name's? Never mind. Yeah, he, Whoa. Is, he is murdering that. Um, 1973, Bruce Lee. Dead at 32. That was heartbreaking. I was a big Bruce Lee fan, especially Game of Death. Uh, is Megan Fox still hot? Or does she, I mean... Is she, she's not on the death list. No, but that's who Machine, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly is. Oh, oh, oh. The, not... The gangster, though, because he's dead. No. That would be the rapper, wrong. Okay. Machine, or pop punk rapper, star, whatever he is. 
2017 Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Uh, 1998, Alan Shepard, first American in space, dies of leukemia at 74. And now everybody's going to space. Yeah. Well, it says something that he was the first. I bet he went farther than that international line. Just be willing to bet that. Space nerds. All right, here we go, porn stars. This is what you've been waiting for, guys. Four on the floor or Good luck, uh, underground, whatever. Good luck to you, sir. 1991, Nancy with two E's, Kelly with two E's, 33 years old. Oh. 33 usually. I'm going to go with alcohol. Am I already out? Um, you know, I don't want you to blow the first. No, murder, so, murder. Uh, she murdered murder herself. By, she murdered herself. By suicide. I, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it to you. Committed suicide by hanging at 33. Damn it. There were a lot of re, a lot of things there you could have guessed. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you since you <laughs> sort of yeah. Uh, 2007. Carla Hernandez, Argentinian model and porn star, 27 years old. Uh, car crash. Malnutrition and pneumonia under mysterious circumstances. Oh, yeah, Again, lots of possible answers. This is not Oh, good. man, this is going to be an 0 for 4. 2016, Carla May, 27. Uh, drug overdose. Uh, died from a head injury after being pushed uh, out of a first floor window during a drug-fueled a party. first floor window? Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> All I'm right. Golden Sombrero here. 2008, Anastasia Blue. As uh, B-L-E-W? Uh, it's B-L-U-E, oh. but she needed the money. That's the old, uh, uh, what's his face joke? Why am I blanking on his name? He, he's He was a comedian. He didn't last very long, but he's in Vegas now. Carrot Top. No. <laughs> He'd do that joke. Little Boy Blue. Andrew he Dice needed Clay? the money. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anastasia Blue, dead at 28. From? Suicide. Suicide by drug overdose. You could have got either one of them. One for three. Thank you. And I mean, I, I really stretched to give you the first one, and then since you missed the other two, it didn't matter. Didn't matter. So we're going to go one for three. All right. So you're going to have one last <sighs> chance. I'm, it's just not my, it's not my time. Mm. Mm. Uh, Rachel, Rachel Nichols, after that performance, would say, how's it feel? <laughs> God, that was so... <laughs> I, I hate when people ask that anyway, but how's it especially feel? since you're supposedly... You know, like the star of the finals. Yeah. Well, no. She well, got, she, they took her off yeah. the finals. That's why she did it. Because yeah. it was a multi- ultimate. So she's just to... mailing it in. The other yes. chick's leaving. How's it feel? Mm. It sucks, bitch. I've been my answer. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks like Anastasia Blue. All right. I got to tell you guys about Car- Carbach on the way out of here. Uh, and listen, if you, if hopefully you guys are all coming out next Friday to the final show. Uh, at Carbach, the final blitz at Carbach from four to seven. Be out there, have a beer with us, and uh, and you know what? There's a ton of great options to choose from, but there's going to be a bunch of specialty beers on tap. Eric said he's pulling out all the stops, so I'm excited for that, of course. But you can stop by anytime, have lunch there, have dinner there. Just fantastic food, fantastic beers on the wall. Uh, and they are doing such great things with their concert series. They've got a free concert series. There's some you got to pay for, the big ones. Uh, but they're a great time. You have yourself some good beer, some good food out there. Always a blast. Follow Carbach on Facebook. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. That'll keep you up with the latest goings on with the brewery. 
with the restaurant and with the concert series, let you know what new beers are coming out, when they're coming out. And, uh, and of course, stop by the restaurant, like I said, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. And when you're out and about this weekend, grab yourself some Carbock. My name is Bob Lee, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.